We'd like to welcome everybody on our podcast. Thank you for tuning in at Word at the Ranch. So thank you for tuning to our podcast. I know we have many people that listen to that on their drive time to work, so thank you for that. I hope the word's going in, going deep. And on Facebook all around the world, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you here in Southern Orange County, California. Amen. What a place to live. If you're ever in the area, come on by and check us out. We love you. We greet you. And we call you by name. So thank you. Um, Let's pray, shall we? We'll get right into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst, Lord Jesus. Freely moving about the candlesticks, the churches which you said in the book of Revelation that you do. So we receive a fresh word in season and a fresh touch for anybody here that needs it and are online. Touch them freely today. According to their faith, let it be done unto them today. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. By the time they leave this service, may they be built up in that faith to receive that touch. And we thank you, Lord, for guarding them and protecting them under Psalm 91 that we plead upon everybody who's with us in Jesus' precious name. Say, I'm blessed going in. And I'm blessed going out. Say, the blessing's working on me. The blessing's working on me. 24-7. 24-7. Say, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. From the curse of the law. From the curse of the law. Which includes sickness. Which includes sickness. Disease. Disease. Poverty. Poverty. Lack. Lack. And death. And death. Say, I'm not dying today. I'm not dying today. <laughs> I'll leave this earth. When I say, well, that settles it. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So thank you, Jesus. Um, before we get into word, is it okay if we take up our offering? It's good to be able to give, isn't it? Amen. Uh, Jesus said in Luke 6:38, "Give and it shall." That word "shall" means definitely will be given back unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men and women add unto your bosom? And um, Genesis 8:22, the law of Genesis says, "As long as the earth remains, so shall seed time and harvest." Amen. Amen. So I give in famine. It says Isaac sowed in the land of famine and reaped a hundredfold the same year. Amen. And the Bible promises us a 30, 60, and 100-fold return on all our seed sown. Amen? So I like to call it seed. Amen? Amen. Giving's great, but giving it's more powerful, I think, if it's systematic giving. Called seed time and harvest. Sowing and reaping, like the Bible promises us. Amen? Amen. So I strategically place seeds. Amen? And I put my faith in those seeds, and they produce on my behalf. Amen? Right. So praise God forevermore that God is good and his word endures forever. And he's faithful, amen, to perform his word. If we do our part, he does ours, amen. So say, I'm reaping my harvest on every seed I've sown. And you know, we can give our way up, which I have done, amen. I believe since I got the principles of seed time and harvest, I believe that was 2013 for the first time. It really, uh, I got the revelation of it. I believe we've given uh, more than 150 grand. Uh, that's just unheard of. I was working at Lowe's making $11 an hour in Orange County. And then I went to Whole Foods making $14 an hour. Amen. And then the Lord had me start the ministry and start the business. Amen. And uh, the money just keeps on coming in because I just keep putting it out. Amen. <laughs> I'm a habitual sower. Amen. And I just work that law of Genesis over and over and over again. And the word will work for you if you work it. Amen. So with that, let's go to 2 Corinthians real fast and put our eyes on this. 2 Corinthians 8. Amen. It's the doer of the word who's blessed in his doing. Amen. So whether I lose money in the stocks, whether I lose money in this economy, I know I'm always gaining something when I'm sowing. Amen. Seed time and harvest shall never fail as long as the earth remains. So it's good to be able to give and it's good to be able to plant seed where the Lord directs you. Say, I have the Holy Spirit and he leads me into all truth. Say, the Holy Spirit's my healer. He's my comforter. Say, Jesus is my Lord. And I make the Holy Spirit 
my financier. Amen. So you got to make God your source. Amen. And the best way to do that is through tithings and offerings. Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. amen. <clears throat> so 2 Corinthians 9, we'll go 2 Corinthians 9, 6, actually. But this I say, and this is Paul the Apostle. So this is spiritual law, and I work this over and over. I had this on my phone. This is the number one verse I'd read on my breaks at Whole Foods, making $14 an hour. And the money would just come in. Commissions would come in. Money would come from unknown sources. Um, a gal in the era would walk in her tithe. She didn't even go to this church. She'd walk in her tithe to me while I'm working on the job, and it'd be more than my paycheck that day. Uh, God provides, amen? But I started sowing systematically, and it pays off, amen? So when times are good, when times are bad, just don't stop sowing seeds, amen? Because they will produce a harvest. So Paul the Apostle says here, oh, sorry, our bread basket, thank you. And where are you at, what scripture? And we're at 2 Corinthians 9, 6. And this is the one I had on my phone I look on every break. And I literally sowed my way up, and it's not a respecter of persons that will work for anybody who worked the word, amen? Yeah. Yes, yes. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Well, that's a promise from God. Amen? So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. So don't be pressured by the pulpit. Don't be pressured by a minister. Don't be pressured by anyone in the world. You know those check stands? Would you like to give $100 to chalk today or make it? No, I have my giving already planned in my heart. Amen? It's already planned in my heart. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. So don't be moved by pressure when you sow seed. That's not God. Amen? The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He'll lead you into all truth gently. Amen? So that each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. So it ought to bring you joy in your giving. Amen? Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. So get to the place and build your faith where you can release seed cheerfully. Amen? Yeah. You've got to build your faith to that level because this law of Genesis works. God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able. Say, God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. Not the, not the economy, not your employer, amen, but God is able. Now, he may use the economy, he may use your employer, sure, but God is able, amen? Every good gift cometh down from the Father of lights who is above, amen? So I look to God as my source, amen? I know it's going to come in because he's my source, amen? And God is able to make all grace, say all grace, abound toward you. Say me. So all grace will abound toward you. Amen? That you, always having, say always having. All sufficient. Say all Say all sufficiency. In all things, say all things. May have an abundance. Say abundance. For every good work. Amen? So if you want to give to the homeless, you're going to have an abundance to do it. Amen? As it is written, he is dispersed abroad. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower, that's Jesus. If, you, if you're honest with the Lord and say, Lord, I really want to be a doer of your word. Make me a sower just like I did. He'll give you seed to start planting. Amen. I mean, I started with a dollar. And a dollar is worth something. Amen. That woman with the two mites who put in all her livelihood. Uh, she was guaranteed a harvest according to the word. Amen. We don't know what she got back, but Jesus was watching her offering. Amen. So start with where you're at. Amen. Be a cheerful giver. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower, so he'll minister seed to you for sowing. And bread for food, he'll meet all your needs. Will supply and multiply the seed you have sown. So he's a multiplier of seed. Amen. And increase the fruits of your righteousness. 
while you are enriched in everything. Say enriched in everything. For all liberality, all freedom. If I want to take a trip, I'll take a trip. I live from what I give, amen? I'm living from what I'm given, amen? For all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And turn with me to Psalm 35, 27. And we'll end with this here. Psalm 35, 27. Which causes thanksgiving to us to God. Amen. Psalm 35, 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause. The cheerful giver. Amen. Who favors his righteous cause. Sowing into the kingdom is the best investment you can make in this earth. Amen. It reaps benefits here, 30, 60, 100 fold here, and in heaven, amen? So if you're later in life and you've never started sowing, I'd get sowing, amen? amen? To prepare your place in heaven for you, amen? The best investment you can make is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually. So this ought to be in your mouth just like it is in mine. Every morning I wake up, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Those who give to his cause, amen, the Lord takes great pleasure in your prosperity, amen. He's looking to give back to you for every seed you've ever given out, amen. And you can't outgive God, amen? amen. Isn't God rich? Isn't God good? Those are some precious promises and spiritual laws that I work on a daily basis. I got in the habit of waking up and saying, Lord, where can I sow today? Who can I sow into today? Show me. Whether my bank account's low or high, I know he ministers seed to me a sower, and that seed's going to bring in my harvest. Amen? Amen? That seed is what's going to put me over in my finances. Amen? It's not the work of my hands. It's not my job. Yeah, those things are great, but it all starts with a seed. Everything in this earth has started with a seed. The whole earth was created through seed time and harvest. Uh, Your children, you being here right now, started with a seed. Amen? Jesus said, if you can understand this principle of seed time and harvest, you'll understand the entire kingdom of God. Because this is how it functions on the earth. Amen? And in heaven. Seed time and harvest, as long as the earth remains, so shall seed time and harvest. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for the ability to give, the ability and the privilege to work the spiritual law of seed time and harvest, to increase while others are failing, that you will rise us up, 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 higher and higher and higher, according to the level of our giving and receiving. So, Father, I thank you for a hundredfold. We stand for everybody in this ministry who sows into this ministry for a hundredfold return on every dollar that comes in. And I hold fast to that promise, Lord, because you're not a respecter of persons. You're a respecter of your word. You're a respecter of faith. I thank you, Lord, for that spiritual law of seed time and harvest that never fails. Measure it back to them according to your word. In Jesus' precious name. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 If you are online, you can sow a seed at ElishaMarkMinistries.com. We also have a giving app now that you can give through called Give Plus and just type in Elisha Mark Ministries and you can give through your app on your phone. And we also have text to give. And if you text 44321 and word at the ranch, you can set up text to give. Amen? And that's handy for me. I like text to give. I text to give everywhere. <laughs> Amen? It's my favorite way to give. So praise God that I live from what I give and so can you and everybody else. Amen? His word shall not pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall never fail. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Is everybody awake today? Amen. Say, I have authority over all that. I have authority over the coronavirus. I don't drink corona. Therefore, I can't contract the coronavirus. Say, I'm corona free. I don't even live in corona. I live in Orange County. 
say, I'm Corona free. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so praise God forevermore. Amen. <laughs> Tomorrow, um, the president, President Trump, has issued a National Day of Prayer. I don't know if, if you're not aware of that. Tomorrow is a National Day of Prayer. Amen. And I don't know if anyone saw his address to the nation on the coronavirus, but I made a comment on his Instagram post. You know, President Trump is on Instagram, and so are we. And uh, it, you could comment on anybody's post. And I've heard back from ministers and stuff throughout the years just by commenting on their posts, who I'd never be in contact with if it wasn't for Instagram. So praise God. And I just made a comment that it was the best address I've heard in my lifetime, the one he gave over the coronavirus. It was just awesome. I, I greatly appreciate that. It brought me comfort. So praise God for that. Praise God for a, a God-fearing president who, pray in who prays in tongues. Amen? Praise God. Um, yeah. So Paula White was the, the minister who led him to the Lord uh, back in the day, and um, I believe she also baptized him in the Holy Ghost. That place has had more prayer in that White House than any other president has ever been in there. They're constantly calling in prayer ministers into that White House. And uh, he was told by Jesse Jackson and some other reverends as well that you'll never make it in this White House or in this office without becoming a man of prayer. So he, he did that. He dove into the word and he dove into prayer unlike uh, I think any other president before him. So praise God for President Trump, amen, amen. who's a doer of the word, amen. So tomorrow's a national day of prayer, so uh, I urge you to pray with our nation as well, amen. Father God, come into the service, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. Speak through my lips. Give us a word in season. I eradicate all sickness and disease from this place. This is your church. This is your ground. This is holy ground. And we thank you, Lord, for the authority of the believer. Open the eyes of our understanding. May they be enlightened, that we may know the hope of your calling and what the power is in us. Your glorious, dunamis, dynamite power that dwells in each one of us through the Holy Ghost. And we give you all the praises for it. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen. So go with me to 2 Timothy 1.7, if you will. The title of this message is Authority. The Authority of the Believer. It's good to know your authority in these last days. Amen. Uh, especially as you see the day approaching. And the devil will fight you over this subject more than any other. He does not want the believer in Christ to know their authority on the earth. He does not want you to know that God delegated all his power to you on the earth. He does not want you to know that he's a fallen angel and you have authority over angels. Amen. He does not want you to know your authority. Because when you know your authority, the devil's done in your life. Amen? And the devil will be done in the lives of those around you included. So he'll fight you over this subject more than any other. But it's good to be able to walk in your authority every day. Pick up your authority and use it with your mouth. Amen? See, authority is exercised through my mouth. Life and death are in the hand of my tongue. Not the media's. Amen. So uh, endeavor to be a voice piece for God and not the media. Amen. I stopped watching the news years ago. Amen. The Lord stripped it from me. Uh, if you watch Fox News or CNN, I don't care what it is. If you watch Fox News long enough, you'll start to get sick. They'll try selling you prescription drugs like no other. Amen. So you gotta you gotta monitor your stuff. If I want news, I'll just go to Instagram. I'll go straight to Donald Trump. See what he posts. You know, there's there's outlets you can go just to get the truth. Amen. Without the media even being involved, which is all fear based. You know, they they take a note of everybody's statistics. Everyone who tunes in, that's how they make their money. Amen. So if you're tuning in, they know you're tuning in. Amen. So I don't tune in no more because I don't want to support them. Amen. Most of it are lies. I mean, I tuned in for the first time to Fox News at the gym the other day before the coronavirus kind of and uh, just for a minute on the treadmill. Or is it the elliptical? Sorry. I don't like the impact of the treadmill, so I do the elliptical. Feels like you're flying in air. <laughs> and I just pretend I'm Jesus like I'm walking on water. I just pretend I'm walking on water. Amen. 
praise God forevermore. But I tuned in for just a brief second, and it said death count of coronavirus at 10. I went back to the next gym, the gym the next day, death count of the coronavirus, nine. It went down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, this is why I usually don't watch the news. It went down in a day. Now, how does it go down? <laughs> Did someone get born again from the dead? No, they didn't report on that. So I don't trust the news media. You have to really filter yourself, amen? Uh, they're there to make money, amen? Most of them. And find a good source that preaches the truth, amen? If you want to know something, you know, get the truth on it. I know Kenneth Copeland has a Believer's uh, Victory Network, and they do spirit-filled broadcasts of, of media and current events. So I tune in there from time to time, especially during the elections. And that's uh, live streaming. That's free for nothing. Amen. Yeah. You can tune into that if you want. It's called the Victory Network. Yeah. So I recommend it. Amen. It's good to have a sp the Holy Spirit lens yeah. and not the world's lens on things. Amen. Because the world's lens is fear. And they're always trying to preach fear to you to get you to buy something or do something. That's the enemy. Amen. So I don't want to have anything to do with fear. Fear's rampant out there. Amen. It's the devil's camp. And I don't want to have anything to do with that. I just stay in our camp. Amen. The faith camp. Yeah. Say, I have faith to overcome. Faith to overcome. And this is, the victory this is the victory that has overcome the world. My faith. My faith. So 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, God has not given us the spirit again to fear. Or another translation says the spirit of fear. But he is, so, so fear is a spirit. You need to know that when you're dealing with, a, with fear. It's a spirit that you have authority over. Amen. Every fear should be faced in your life. Amen. Don't give fear a stronghold in your life. Amen. Face it with faith. Faith will overcome every fear. Amen. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given to us the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Paul said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. So you're going to take your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions with you to heaven. Say, I'm the spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. So your spirit and your soul, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and the spirit, the real you, your heart, as the Bible says. When you see that word heart in the Bible, it means spirit. It's referring to the little, the literal real you, the born again you, amen? So you're going to take your soul with you to heaven, your personality, your makeup. People are going to know you in heaven, amen? You're taking your spirit and your soul. You're going to leave this earth suit behind. Amen. And you're going to get a new glorious body. Amen. For a new glorious heaven and earth. So that body's got to fit a new earth. This body ain't going to make it in the new Jerusalem. It's not going to make it in the new earth God creates. Amen. It says this earth shall fold up like a garment. He'll just fold it up like a piece of clothing you put in a, in a closet. That's how he's going to fold up the earth. That's how strong and powerful he is. That's how many workers he's got working for him. And an innumerable company of angels. Amen? When he says something, they go to work and create it and do what he says. Amen? They hasten to the word of God. But the word is already stated. He's going to fold it up like a garment and now shall it descend a new Jerusalem, a new heaven, and a new earth. Fresh creation. And I think people who have left this earth already are going to have something to do with that creative process. Men and women in heaven right now are creating right now, I believe. Uh, my grandpa was at one of our born care homes, went home to be with the Lord recently at 92, 96. 96 years old, amen? Strong, Italian blood, amen? Praise God. And uh, we were just talking the day before he died. I went over to visit him, and then uh, he passed the next, within three days, actually. It was within three days. And I said, you know, they got Pizzelli's in heaven, and he was in the marching band at USC. You know, they're going to be playing music in heaven, amen? And uh, maybe that did it. Maybe that gave him, maybe that was what it was that uh, broke the camel's back, so to speak, and he just took off, amen? But praise God, he left, amen, on a good note. And uh, they're singing in heaven, amen? But what you do down here, your gifts and talents, you're probably going to be doing up there, amen? 
Like, what was my point in saying that? <laughs> Amen. That was good But he took off in a peaceful way, and uh, to be absent with the, from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. That was my point. So he went to heaven, and like within a couple weeks, I got a job opportunity to teach culinary in uh, Long Beach City College. And I said, okay. And it was through dad's friend who became the dean of the college through this period of time. Spirit-filled man now, Italian guy, uh, who goes to church at Cottonwood in Los Alamitos now. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. God just working stuff out behind the scenes, amen? But my grandpa taught for Long Beach schools. His entire life, he was a counselor there. And he went to heaven, and the same week I get a, you know, a job recommendation from Long Beach. Yeah. I mean, what a, is that coincidence? You know? And I've known for a fact my grandma was a cook, my mom's mom. She was a cook. And I've known for a fact that when jobs come in for culinary and catering gigs, there's been a sense in my spirit that that was from Rosa, that that was from my grandma in heaven. So, you know, your loved ones are watching over you. It says we're encompassed by an innumerable host of witnesses, cloud of witnesses, which means they're witnessing your life still, praying for you, amen? Going to the Father, hey, I think this job would be good for him. And then it comes to pass. And I've known that in my spirit, that Grandma had something to do with this job. And I knew in my spirit that Grandpa had something to do with that job, amen? So praise God that his word is good to a thousand generations, amen? That you have loved ones in heaven praying for you, amen? And going to the Father face to face and being like, hey, I think we should, what about this for them? This looks good to me. You know, they're witnessing your life, amen? Receive that, amen? (laughs) It's a comfort. So praise God. They're still alive, and actually they're more alive than us. Amen? They're with the Father of glory. So God's not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And Isaiah 41.10, if you like to turn there, Isaiah 41.10 and 13. I posted this on our Instagram yesterday. We're at um, Elisha Mark Ministries on Instagram if you want to follow us. And Isaiah 41.10 and 13 says, Fear not. You know, there's over 365 fear nots in one way or another in the Bible. One for each day of your life, they say. Um, So God's telling you today and tomorrow and the next day and every day you're on this earth, fear not. So that's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. Amen. So you ought to listen and fear not. Amen. Replace fear with faith. And I know the devil's right there trying to test you and move in the flesh and move in your soul realm, which is the only areas he has access to. He does not have access to your born-again spirit, so he'll test you in the mind and in the flesh. He's a flesh devil, amen? He's fallen. So fear not. I am with you, God says. Fear not is a commandment. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Replace your fears with faith. And if your faith level isn't high, just go straight to the word and build it back up, amen? Whatever the concern in this world and whatever concern the world will ever have, it's already been mentioned in the Word of God. You can go to the Word for everything. Anything you'll ever need can be found in the Word. Amen? Amen. It's our source, it's our substance, it's our supply. I go to it for everything. I run to the Word. Get in the habit of running to the Word when things get tough. Amen? And you'll be blessed. I never leave the Word downtrodden. I always leave uplifted. Amen? It's an encouragement to me. God speaking directly to me and you. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Say, he's strengthening me right now. He hastens his word to perform it. If you mix your faith and receive this word, he will strengthen you right now on the spot. 
I will strengthen you, he says. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Yes, I will help you. See, he's your help. He's your present help in time of need. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Verse 13 says this, For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand. You see, he's holding your right hand with his right hand, where Jesus is sitting, at the right hand of the Father. So his righteous right hand is Jesus' hand in yours. Say, I'm in blood covenant with Jesus. You know how that, that word covenant I said last week means to cut in Hebrew. Jesus cut blood covenant with you. So his right hand, and in the old days they used to mingle blood from the wrist. Literally, his right hand is in your right hand saying, I'm your older brother, I'm your blood brother, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You're in blood covenant with me. Hold his right hand, his righteous right hand, holding your right hand. Amen? And he'll never leave you or forsake you. You can let go of him, he'll never let go of you. He's always with you. See, I've left it before. I've let go of his hand. But he says his hand's still right there. Waiting for me to return and grab hold of it again. Amen? So men leave covenant, but God never does. God cut covenant through his son's blood. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And it's good to know your covenant rights because they're part of your authority on the earth. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not. Saying to you, fear not. A word and a touch. A word and a touch. Jesus always gives a word and a touch. Saying to you, fear not. I will help you. So he's not going to give you a fist bump. He's not going to give you an elbow or a kick. Amen. No matter what the virus, no matter what the plague, he's going to hold your right hand. Amen. He's going to give you a firm handshake and say, I am with you. Fear not. Amen. That's the touch God gives you. Amen. So praise God. Say, I'm not afraid. I fear not. And go with me to Ephesians 1. Ephesians is the quintessential book on your authority. I have listened to this book. James Earl Jones reads the Bible. Darth Vader. In the beginning. <laughs> I have listened to this book on my headphones more than any other book in my life. This is the quintessential book on your authority. If you had to pick one book out of the Bible to read over and over, I would recommend it be Ephesians. It just has everything in it. It's a compact book, amen? It's got so much in it. Ephesians 1 says we're seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let's just go to um, verse 15. Therefore I also, Paul the Apostle, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and of your love for all the saints. Say, I have love for all the saints. Say, his love so strong in me. I even have love for the saints. <laughs> Praise God. They'll know us by our love. Amen. Verse 16 says, Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And this is an anointed prayer of Paul, and I would use this prayer over everyone, over everyone you come in contact with. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, say, that's me, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, opened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, that you may know it. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, his dunamis power, where we get our word dynamite from, his dynamite power, which he worked in Christ, the anointed one, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion 
and every name that is named. See, you and Jesus are seated above the name coronavirus. You and Jesus are seated above every single name the world and the media and doctors in this earth will ever diagnose or come up with and create. You're seated above every name forever. Amen? It's an eternal salvation you and me have. It's good for every name. Amen? I said during the last election, it's above the name Hillary. It's above the name Donald as well. Amen? It's a name above every name. Amen? And at that name, every knee should bow. It's the name above every name. And above every name that is named, not only in this age, not only in this age, but also the age of men, but also in that which is to come. It's still going to be above every name. So you ought to submit yourself under it right now. Amen? Because that's just how it's going to end up. And he put all things under his feet. Say all things. Who's his feet? Say, I am. Say, I'm his feet on the ground. Say, he's the head, I'm the body. The head can't do anything without me. The head can't do anything without us, amen? It needs its body to function. <laughs> if I slappered off my head right now and put it on a nightstand right here, my head wouldn't be able to function. Neither would my body. Both members, both parts would be dead. So the body can't function without the head, but the head can't function without the body. We need each other. That's why we're in covenant. Amen? That's why he cut covenant with us. Amen? Say, I'm one body with Christ. He's the head, I'm the body. So when he put all things under his feet, that's you, the church. He put all things under your feet. Every disease, every sickness, every foul sign or symptom of the plague, every foul cell symptom of the curse was put under your feet when he redeemed you from it. He put all things under your feet and gave you to be, or gave him to be the head over all things to the church. He calls the shots I listen. Yes, Lord. Amen. He's the head. Amen. The head makes the announcements. The body follows. It's just like I said all the time. If I say with my mouth, I'm going to the store to buy a mouth, my body lines up and follows. If my head, my tongue said that, my body follows. So what he says, you should follow. Amen. Because you're his body. To not do what he says means you're no longer the body. You're operating as your own entity, as your own member. You've left the body of Christ. And there's plenty of Christians who've left the body and they wonder while they're struggling, while they're suffering, they're not meeting with the other members. Because you can do nothing alone. If the devil can isolate you by yourself, you're nothing. Uh, John the Baptist said, without him, I'm nothing. I can do nothing without him. You can do nothing with the, without the body, amen? We're better together. We're one body, amen? So for me, if I was a shoulder in the body of Christ, if I dislocated myself and went over there, well, the, the body would lack, the church, and so would I. Because I need the other members to be whole. You'll never be complete by yourself. You'll never be complete on your own. That's why Hebrews says, which is the verse of this ministry, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together, especially as you see the day approaching. But encourage and uplift one another. Amen? So we're better together, Amen? Don't, we're never called to go at it alone. Jesus had 120 itinerant evangelists following him everywhere. Amen? He had a team. You know, the first thing Jesus did when he got down from the mountain during 40 days, 40 days of fasting and prayer, being tempted by the devil, it said. The devil came there and tempted him. The first thing he did was he got a team. That's the first thing he did. After prayer, he gathered a team. He called his 12 disciples. Amen? Peter, James, and John right there, the top three. First thing he did was get a team because he knew he couldn't do it alone. 
Jesus couldn't do it alone. What makes you think you can? Amen? Say, we're better together. together. I'm a member in the body. body. Therefore, I never leave it. The The devil will devour you if you leave the body. If you leave the church, you're on his territory. Amen? The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against what? Against the church. The gates of hell can prevail about against anything out there except the church. Amen? The Antichrist can't come until we leave. Did you know that? The Antichrist can't come while the church is still here. That's the power you and I have. All things are under your feet. The Antichrist is literally under our feet right now. And until we leave and get raptured out of here, then he'll expose himself. But until then, you and me are in authority. Amen? And God uses the faith you have. Say, I'm reigning in this life right now. As a king. Under the king of kings. That's why he's called the king of kings. Because you're a king. That's why he's called the Lord of lords. Because he made you a lord on the earth. Amen? He's our overlord. He's our chief shepherd. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Is anyone getting something from this message? Amen. I hope this is seeding in you. I hope I'm sowing good seeds. And he put all things under his feet, us, the church, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So if they want to see Jesus, you got to invite him to church. Amen? we got to bring someone in every Saturday. Amen? we got to bring someone in every Sunday. Amen? Because if they want to see Jesus, it's going to happen in the church, not outside the church. Amen? They can see the Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit operate outside the church. But when they want to see Jesus, they should come to church, because that's where he is. We're the fullness of him that fills all in all, the church. Amen? So that's why we have to invite people to church, to see and meet Jesus. Amen? You meet Jesus at church, not a bar. Amen? We're the fullness of him that fills all in all. And if you're looking to get married, I'd go to the church. Amen? I want to go to a bar. Do you want to marry an alcoholic or a worshiper? I mean, you choose, amen? (laughs) So go to where where you want, amen? Look for a husband and wife where you want them to be. I wouldn't marry anyone outside the body. I don't know about you. So go to church, amen? Praise God forevermore. We're the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now go with me to Mark 11, 22. So did you get that, Ephesians 1, that you're seated above all things in him? And you're his feet, and all things are under your feet because he placed them there. Amen. Glory to God. Say, I'm redeemed from the curse. And now I'm in the blessing. See, you're redeemed from sickness and disease. Should have no place in you. Should have no place in your life, our lives. Amen. We're reigning far above it. Far above, the Bible says. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that's named. Mark 11, 22, the quintessential verse on faith. This is when Jesus cursed the fig tree and spoke to that tree. Nature, he spoke to nature over and over again, and nature obeyed and lined up. Not because he was the son of God, because he was the son of man. He referred to himself as the son of man 60 times. He referred to himself as the son of God three times. He laid aside his heavenly weight and power and glory, the Bible says, and became a man, which is why he can relate in any trial, any tribulation, any weakness, any test you and me will ever go through on this earth, because he walked the earth as a man, not as a God. See, God had to learn to become man. We have to learn to become a spirit. Jesus had to learn how to become a human. But he walked as a human, amen, to leave us an example of our authority. Praise Jesus forevermore. 
So he cursed that fig tree, he spoke to nature, and nature lined up. So now I speak to trees. I don't know about you. I said, we speak to our, our peach tree. Grow! Grow! Come on! And it started to bud. Amen? Amen? Little leaves. And then a squirrel came and ate all the fruit. It actually had fruit on it. So now we're commanding that squirrel, hey, go bring us money now. Amen? Yeah. After that story I told last week of Eagle Mountain, a squirrel brought a man $430 over the course of a year. One squirrel. He commanded that squirrel, bring me money. A dollar one week, two dollars the next. $400 from a squirrel. Remember how he talked through the, the donkey, Balaam? He can do anything through nature. You just command it, amen? He gave you dominion over it to command it. So we speak the trees. We, we command things to line up with the original intent, how God created it, the Garden of Eden, amen? Paradise on the earth. If anything's bother you, bothering you, speak to it. If anything's bothering you, if there's thorns in your garden, speak to it, amen? Pull the weeds and get it out of your garden, amen? And create the Garden of Eden on your earth. It won't move unless you talk to it. If you don't talk to it, no one else will. Amen? People are interested in their own lives. You have to speak into yours. Amen? Unless you're like, maybe I copyright that message. <laughs> People are interested in their, in their own lives. You have to speak into yours. Amen? you got to speak into your own life to have the results that God says you should have. So he cursed that fig tree, saying, No man eat of you again. Hear fruit after. And it dried up from the roots, and it was cursed overnight, and it died overnight because he spoke to it. And then he says to his disciples, that's me and you, verse 22, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Literally there, it means have the God kind of faith. And then he tells you what the God kind of faith is like in the next verses, amen? The preceding verses are the God kind of faith, which spoke everything into existence. Genesis gives us 10 accounts of speaking, God speaking everything into the earth and creating everything through his words backed in faith. So he tells us the God kind of faith right here. Literally in the Greek, have the God kind of faith. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says, so this is what the God kind of faith does, that's in me and you. Romans says he's given to every man the measure of faith. You'll never be without faith. The moment you got born again, God gave you the measure, the same measure to every born again believer. What you do with it's up to you. Some people operate in great faith, some operate in little faith, depending on how much they've exercised and used it and have grown it. Just like a muscle in your body. You gotta exercise and grow it for it to develop. Amen? Yeah. So that's the only difference, but everyone starts off with the measure of faith, not a different measure. Amen. Be a den of you according to your faith. So Jesus said, have faith, have the God kind of faith, assuredly I say to you. Whoever says, says, speaks with his mouth, faith operates through the spoken word. Whoever says to this mountain, meaning anything standing in your way, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. How do I remove doubt from my heart? I feed on the word of God. I feed on truth. Truth will remove the doubt. Amen? So I sow the seeds of the word of God, faith. Paul said this is the word of faith with which we preach because faith comes by hearing it. I sow the word into my heart to remove all doubt and unbelief. So faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. You're not moved by what you think. You're not moved by what you feel. You're only moved by what you believe. And Jesus said out of the issues of your heart proceed the issues of life. Amen? Out of your heart proceed the issues of life. So it's all about the spirit man, your heart. 
be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, not his head. Doubts will come to your head. You just don't take them by saying them and sow them into your heart. So stop doubt at the door, amen? Don't speak into doubt, speak into the word. Don't keep talking about the coronavirus because that's what will develop in your life. Keep talking about the word, the solution, not the problem. If you talk about any problem, that's what will continue to be the problem. But if you continue to talk about the solution, the word of God, that's what will continue to develop, is the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Amen. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, say, I say. So this is to you and me, male and female, his disciples, amen, men and women on the earth, but believes that those things, see, the unbeliever can't do this. He who hasn't received Christ has no faith. They don't have the measure of faith in their heart. They may have natural faith, but they don't have spiritual faith, heart faith. Heart faith only comes from God, amen? I mean, you see those signs in the world, dream big, believe big. Well, that's just natural human faith. That's like, I'm not going to sit in that chair because I see. So that's visual faith. Because I see that the leg is rickety and it may fall on me. Amen? So that's natural faith. We're talking about spiritual faith that changes things. This changes things, amen? The believer has the power and the authority to change things on the earth. So don't look to the government, don't look to the world to change things. Look to you. Look to the word to change things, the believer. Because the authority is in the hand of the believer. Amen? Not the unbeliever. So say, I have a responsibility to change this earth. But believes that those things he says will be done. So you have to believe that the things you say are being accomplished. You have to believe in your authority. You have to know your authority and then walk in it and believe in it. Amen? That I have whatsoever I say. The things I say come to pass. I know angels are waiting for my words to work, just like they were God's. They're operating according to my faith that's in me, God's faith that he put in me and you. You have to know that you have the things you say, but believes that those things he say. See, you have to believe in your words just as much as you believe in his. And the more you believe in your words, the more you'll believe in his. And the more you believe in his words, the more you'll believe in yours. See, you're one. Amen? And no man can separate you from that oneness, from being one with him. Amen? Say, I'm one with my father. I say what he says. And I get what he says. Amen. But believes that those things he says or she says will be done. He or she will have whatever she or he says. That's three says to one belief. So you ought to be saying three times as much word as you are reading it or believing it in your heart. You ought to be speaking it, amen? Speak the word until that mountain's cut down and removed. No, we're not climbing this mountain one step at a time. An old Christian song once said. No, we're cutting it down one chop at a time, amen? One word at a time, amen? David said, I will, I will cut off that uncircumcised Philistine's head five times before he defeated Goliath. He said that before the, the victory ever came. Yeah. You have to say it before you'll ever see the victory. Right. It's spiritual law. Right. As long as the earth remains, so shall seed time and harvest words or seeds that matter most. Amen? So keep sowing the word into your circumstance. Keep sowing the word. That coronavirus is defeated. 
I'm healed by his stripes. I'm above only, not beneath. Amen. I have authority over every sickness and disease. No disease shall come near my dwelling. Psalm 91. Amen. No plague shall come near my family or my household. Amen. We're disease free. We're redeemed from that curse of the law. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made the curse for me. Amen? Sickness and disease were under the curse. Deuteronomy 28.14 through the end says, Amen? Every curse, every sickness, every disease not mentioned in the book of this law is under your feet. Amen? You've been redeemed from. Amen? Every sickness not mentioned in the Bible, you've been redeemed from. Amen? And that's what you say to yourself. That's how you dissolve the mountains in your life. You keep speaking to them. Be removed. Be cast into the sea. How do they get removed? Through the word of the living God. Amen? It's the only power that has the, the power to remove anything in this physical realm. It's the power that created it. It's the power that can remove it and change it. Amen? Is the spoken word of God. Placing God's word in your lips, you become God's. Amen? You're world changers, not world conformers. Amen? That's why he called you underlords. Lord of lords. See, your creative power on this earth. He delegated his word and authority to your mouth and to your heart. Your mouth and your heart should be synced. That's why praying in tongues is so important. It syncs your tongue to your spirit. And it syncs your tongue and your spirit to his. Paul said, whenever I pray in an unknown tongue, I speak as mysteries unto God. My, and he said, my spirit prayeth. So whenever you speak in an unknown tongue, you're praying directly to God, speaking directly to God, and God will continually be speaking to you. Amen? One accord. Your tongue, your heart, and his heart. His tongue, his word, your tongue, amen? Your heart, his heart. One, amen? One accord. That's how it should be. And that's how we'll see great exploits in these last days. Great miracles, signs, and wonders. When Christians pray in tongues enough to sink their hearts to his and pray heaven to earth. Amen? Amen. You have what you say. Praying in tongues is a great way to tame the tongue. James said, no man can tame the tongue. Ah, but he sent the Holy Ghost to do it through us. The Holy Spirit can tame your tongue in you. Amen? And you'll have whatever you say. Amen. Praying in tongues will build you up like a battery, Jude says. Keep you in the love of God. It'll build your spirit, man. It'll build you up on the faith that's already in you. And you'll speak words of the living God and they'll come to pass. Amen? The more you pray in tongues, the more you pray in the Spirit, your spirit gets stronger and stronger connected to His. Amen? And He'll show you things to come through praying in tongues. Raise your hand if you've seen things to come through praying in tongues. See everyone's hand lifted here? Amen? He'll show you things to come. Jesus promised you that. He'll show you things to come. The best way to do that is to pray in the Spirit. Because there are going to be things to come in the Spirit before they ever happen in the natural. You should know something's going to happen out here by praying in tongues. You're prepared, amen? You know. You know what's coming. It shows you things to come, amen? If he didn't talk to you about the coronavirus, it's not important. Amen? If things are important, he's going to get the message to you, amen? He's going to get the message to his church. Therefore, I deem this virus unimportant. A lying vanity, amen? Then it'll pass swiftly. It'll pass quickly in Jesus' name. <laughs> so you have to believe you have the things you say. That's what changes things. Belief in your words changes things on the earth and in your family. Amen? Now I claim their salvation. No, they're coming back to the Lord. I believe I have what I say. That's been established for me right now. Job says, I shall decree a thing and it shall be established for me. When I say my family, my loved ones coming back to the Lord, it's finished. 
God backs me up, where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done for them. And if you have a spouse, they back you up. Now you got three, amen? Then you have the Word, that's four. Then you have God the Father, that's five. Then you have the Holy Spirit on the earth, that's six, amen? And it only takes two or three. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. Amen. Amen. Pretty good. (laughs) good. I got the word in me. Amen. I've been sowing into me. I hope I'm sowing into you. Amen. Take it. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Therefore, I say to you, verse 24 says, therefore, I say to you, words in red, when this is Jesus to you, say he saying this to me, whatever things you ask, when you pray or when you say, see, you're supposed to pray out loud. You're not just supposed to think things. Amen. You're a speaking spirit, not a thinking head. (laughs) That's just a whole other part of you. But God's a spirit. He's not a mind. He has a mind, but he is a spirit. You have a mind, but you are a spirit. So you ought not to pray in your head. You ought to pray from your heart. Amen? And when the Holy Spirit comes in with the gift of speaking at other times, it doesn't come from your head. It comes from your heart. And your body just gives it place. Amen? Glory to God. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, say that's me, when you pray or when you say, believe in that moment that you ask them, that you receive them. So when I have a prayer, when I ask my father, Lord, I want this new car. I take it now. I know the make. I know the model. I know the the year. I know every detail of this vehicle. You got to give him details. He's he's into details. Amen. Have you ever read about Noah and the ark? He's into details. Amen. There's a book on numbers. He's into numbers too, amen? So you ought to give him some statistics. You ought to give him a budget, amen? You ought to give him a plan that I claim $1,200 for my family vacation uh, this next week, this next month, this next this year, amen? Give him a number to work with, amen? <laughs> you got to write it with your tongue. And then he'll back it up from heaven once he sees that it is written. Habakkuk 2.3, is it 2.3 and 2.4? Yeah, write the vision, make it plain that they may run who read it. So you ought to have it before your eyes, amen? Your visions, your dreams. If you're believing for a loved one to come back, put a picture of them everywhere you go and keep talking over them. They're back in the Lord. They're one with God, amen? (laughs) If you have a dream house, put that picture in front of you everywhere you go. That's my house, that's my house. I'm moving in this year, amen? You have to have a target for your faith for it to work effectively. You have to be targeted and focused on what you want, not on what you don't want. You'll never learn learn truth from studying error. You'll only learn truth from studying truth. So never study the problem. Study the solution. And the solution will set you free. The problem will never set you free. The diagnosis will never set you free. The way your bank account looks won't set you free. So stop checking your accounts. Check with the word. What's he say? He says, I prosper, I'm blessed coming in, blessed coming out. I'm not moved by what I feel or see. I walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. So refuse to be moved by anything but the word of God. And refuse to speak anything but the word of God into your circumstance. Coronavirus is defeated. I'm above only not beneath. I have victory over every sickness and every disease. Get that in your heart. Sow those words into your spirit. Amen. And they'll produce on your behalf. The more you sow, the more you'll reap. It's like that in any area of life. If I sow money, I'm going to reap more money. If I keep sowing words in the word of God, I'm going to reap what it says. Your chances of a harvest are better with more seed. 
A farmer doesn't just plant one seed, he systematically plants seeds, multiple seeds, to produce multiple harvests, because that's his livelihood. Amen. We live from what we sow. Amen. What you say you'll have. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe in that moment, you receive them from me, and you will have them, and I won't move, and I'll give them praises until I have it. I won't be moved off of my prayer. When I believe I receive, that's the moment I took it. Amen? In the spiritual realm. Now God's working for me. I give him praises till it manifests in the flesh. I call those things that be not as though they were. And I continue to call them as though they are right now. Amen? I have that car right now. That car's coming in. Amen? If I need a car, my God richly meets all my needs. I give him the make, model, and the year of that car. He knows exactly the car I want. I claimed it by faith. I took it in my faith. I received it when I prayed and when I asked. And now I have it. I'm living in it right now. And I keep the vision before my eyes. And then I just find myself driving that car. That's just how it works. Amen? The Word becomes you. The Word will become flesh and dwell among you. Amen? You speak it enough, that's what you'll have. Amen? Did everyone get something from this message? Praise God. Say, I'm a speaking spirit of the Most High God. What I say goes. Say, I don't trust the media. I trust the Word of the Living God. I believe this Bible. I believe my Bible. Is God speaking directly to me? I believe my Bible is truth. And truth will change facts every time I speak them. I don't speak the facts. I speak the truth. And the truth changes facts. Say, I'm a speaking spirit. A child of the Most High God. What I say comes to pass. I believe in His Word. I'm a person of integrity. And so is God. What I say comes to pass. I believe in my words. My words come to pass. I have what I say. I don't take any virus today. I cast down virus. Every sickness. Every disease. Every name that's named. Bows down to the name of Jesus. In whom I'm placed. In whom I'm seated. In whom I reign. In Jesus' name. Amen. We love you all. Thank you for being with us. Praise God forevermore. Have a great week. Amen. And keep sickness under your feet this week. Amen.